Alright everybody, welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buckbusters. My name's Bobo, surrounded by my co-hosts. Hello. What's up? How's it going? Who? Colin. Who? Sweet who? Jesus. Bob, Bob, Colin's Bob. first episode in like four weeks and the only thing he says is who? Who? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say for the rest of the night is who? <laughs> Colin, Colin, who? Well, you just contradicted yourself right there with what you, that whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> who's, going, who's winning the president's trophy? Who? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, who's, we're gonna, go, who's going home right now? Me! 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 So all we know is Colin's going to be the owl tonight. Who? You've been studying owlology. Who? Whoology. Somebody Call me home. Houdini. Go home, Colin. <laughs> Bye, Colin. Bye, Colin. Uh, I hope you know I'm keeping your laptop. Yeah, I'm thousand, thousand dollar laptop, sweet. I'll Same. take the new laptop. I need one. No, you don't. I know. <laughs> how, we do, how, how we doing this week, boys? Pretty good. Um, it's kind of a slow week, so yeah, that's good. Really? Because my week's been a, been Fifty Shades of Fucked <laughs> since I Monday. Mean, dude, you haven't been in bed all week. Literally I was in last, bed for half of the week. The last seven days I've been in bed with ice on my foot. In case you guys didn't know, I got another foot surgery. Surgery number fucking you said, five. You said last week, yeah. 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 Surgery number five. I joined Bobo on the surgery scale this week, so, so. <laughs> nothing nearly as serious. It's all right. Just Kyle just got the th- Kyle just got the third nipple removed from his neck. <laughs> and just a simple cyst removal. So. You all probably saw it in the, the YouTube video. That's yeah. when I, I try- was uh, editing that. That was like the one thing I was like, I really don't want to post this now because I didn't realize how noticeable it was until I was recording. Until I looked back at the footage, I was like, damn, that's that's an eyesore. <laughs> that was practically your third head. I hope you know. my, yeah, third oh. head. Yep. So, oh. <laughs> are you are you, say, are you trying to say you don't is are you trying to say you are lacking in the uh, penile department? Anyways, next topic. He's <laughs> <laughs> wearing a Bruins jersey, so I mean, the, you you automatically have to talk with a band aid if you're if you're fucking wearing a Bruins jersey. I mean, I'm the only one not wearing a hockey jersey. Which is funny because I can't talk shit because I was wearing a Bruins jersey in the YouTube video. So. All right. I gotta say, yeah, like, look, I have a reason I'm not wearing a hockey jersey. I have a big ass boot on my foot. I would rather wear shorts. You don't wear them like pants, Bobo. Still, I'm gonna sweat like a whore in church, so. You do so, that regardless. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Motherfucker, you're. Dude, your, t- your tet sweat is cleaner than the water in Flint. Okay. <laughs> I mean, here. Like, I'm so regretting coming to this fucking episode. <laughs> You're welcome, Colin. Well, you guess we're only three minutes in, but I got another hour to go, buddy. <laughs> You're stuck with us. Who? Shut the hell up. Anywho. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, God. I'm already ready for a timeout. Anyways. <laughs> Jeffy, let's just kick it off with the OHL. Fuck it. Alrighty. Um, couple things that we did miss. From last Saturday's episode on the fourth, um, Robin Denatico of the Windsor Spitfire gets his first career hat trick against the Sarnia Sting, which that was a high-scoring game. Colin, shut the fuck up! I swear <laughs> to God, you're gonna break every one of us if you keep doing I, that. Ooh, I didn't. Kind of going back, I didn't realize how high of a scoring game that was. It was like almost 20, 20 goals that was. Was that like wow. the ten to seven one or yeah. ten to eight one? Yeah. I'm like, boy, that was a high-scoring game. Um, then on February 5th, Noah Nelson gets his first career multi-goal against the Erie Otters from Hill with the Hamilton Bulldogs. 
on February on March eighth, Dallas Stars prospect Christian Cairo of the Sarnia Sting and former ER officially signed his three year entry level contract with the Stars. Cairo. Which, <laughs> Colin, I swear to God, I will jump over this bar. No, you won't, you fucking cripple. He won't jump over the bar still. <laughs> Fine, I'll step over it. How's say, that? I can't do that either. I'll use the stool as my lever. Someone will catch the stool behind me. How's that? Who said, who said we were going to fucking catch the stool behind you? <laughs> wow. What? I say with one foot, too. <laughs> I mean, worst case, I broke my foot again like I did in high school, so. Neat. All right, anyway, Jeff. Um. February, on March 9th, Quentin Musty of the Subway Wolves gets his 100th career point against the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds. March 10th, um, Cameron Butler of the Oshawa Generals played in his 250th career OHL game against the North Bay Battalion. Um, Callum Chikmoski, sorry to butcher that name. Let me see. Callum... Yeah, it's... Callum Shanowski? Yeah. Of the Hamilton Bulldogs. Gets his first career OHL goal against the Niagara Ice Dogs. Boy, a lot of milestones against the Niagara Ice Dogs. Which is a it's a beautiful Shocker. thing to see. Let me tell you, it is an amazing thing to see. Absolutely, it is. Um, because the Ice Dogs are a bunch of gutless, classless clowns. Anyway. Except for their fans. I will give them... I think we gave credit where credit was due. Oh, credit. <laughs> we, we gotta give him credit. You're widowy gwiddying. Um, <laughs> you widowy gwiddying on my stone right now? No. No, we. I gotta give credit where credit is due. The Ice Dog fans, they are probably some of the most loyal fans in the OHL, yes. but they, it, the Drunk. fact that they are loyal to an absolute dog shit team, to the OHL equivalent of the Philadelphia Flyers. I think I, saw, I, think I did the math. It was a. Nine or ten times that they have given up nine or more goals this season. It's been ah! well, over, uh, well over ten because they even got it's like, and it's like closer to like fifteen to twenty where they have lost by more than six goals this season. <laughs> like it's bad because they're a garbage team. They are. They're just not good. They aren't worth their weight in shit. No, I agree. Um, then, Rosen. Zazarov of the London Knights gets his first career hat trick against the Sudbury Wolves. And then on March 11th, Kyle McDonald of the North Bay Battalion signed a three year entry level with the Dallas Stars. As well as Kirill Kaprizov? Kirill Grezidov of the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds signed a three year entry level with the Vancouver Canucks. As well as um, New York Islanders prospect Matthew Maggio, the Windsor Stickfire, is the first to officially reach 100 points in the OHL this season. God, that kid's insane, wow. man. He's insane. We got so, to watch him a couple times in the area, man. That kid's insane. So do you think he could? I know this is a long shot. Could he be the next potential? Don't McDavid? say Wayne Gretzky. No, McDavid. No. 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 Not potential, you don't think? I mean, it's it's. it's I, I think it's too early to compare an OHL pros a prospect to somebody like Connor McDavid. Well, I, I mean, mean, you guys o always OHL well, level McDavid versus OHL level. That's what I'm guy. trying to get at. Where they, you look they, at where, it like, where, where is he now in his career versus where was McDavid at that point in his career? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It's like okay, I know McDavid. I can see you comparing him to somebody like Connor Bedard, who's Connor okay. who's the second coming of Christ. It seems like okay, because right that. Now, 
That right kid is fucking he's, ridiculous. Yeah. He's the one that's being more compared to McDavid because of how... Okay. Because the kid's scary. nuts. The kid to be 17. Exactly. That's the scary part. The kid's only 17. That's exactly... Is he really? Connor Bernard's only 17. I thought he was at least like 18. Hold on. He's, hold on. He's 17. And Maggio, I think he's also... I think Maggio's only like 19. 18 I or 19. Say, I think he's a... It's Michael Maggio? Matthew. Matthew Maggio? I think, to be honest, if um, right now, because I've been going back for who I would want for my first Yeah, matchup. 17, I, July of 05. Matthew, Ma- Matthew Maggio is 20. Is he 20? Okay. Wow. He's, to be clearly honest, I think he's probably would be my pick for my Windsor Spitfire jersey if I were to get a oh, Windsor yeah. Spitfire jersey right now. Because I've been hesitant of him. That being my first team to get. Yeah. Wow, his stats are actually pretty impressive. I so think he's really good. so he's this is his little bio on Google. The Islanders drafted Maggio in the fifth round of the 2022 entry draft, 142nd overall. In his draft year, he scored 38 goals and 85 points in 66 games. Wow. Through 43 games this season, he's already closing in on his goals. His goal-scoring total from last year with 35 and is on pace for 100, 105 points this season. Jesus. Dude, that's nuts. I say he's been probably And we thought we'd been in all over Kerry Terrence, who only has, what, yeah. 60 right now? So, well, so we might have some good OHL hockey, even if the Otters aren't in it. We might well, still well, have we're some. Good. This is going to be Matt, Matt, Matthew. Matthew. Wow. Maggio's last year. He's going to be probably called K- up to uh, the AHL. Or Kerry has yeah. 28 goals and 44 points. Okay. Yeah, let's say he's been probably one of my favorite players to watch this this season. Well, was him and of course uh, one of the players we did get to watch tonight um, in Lombardi from. Oh, Amadeus Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah, he. He had a pretty nice night tonight. He had a nice night, and I think this is the first time I've gotten to watch him play this season, and I was very thoroughly impressed. And yes, before people come at me, yes, he is a Red Wings prospect. Really? Yes. But the, the kid finally got to see him finally. The kid's got fucking wheels on him. Like he does. He, he's fast, he's got decent handling, like I'm really hoping he does well in either Detroit or even in Detroit's subsidiary team yep. in the Grand Rapids Griffins. That's kind of where I was thinking. If like if he's if he or even the wall, even the walleye too. Yep. Yeah. That's Toledo, I think. Yeah. I say if if he's not a Fisher Ray for Detroit, like I'm. I see him spending him. some time in Crane Rapids. Yeah. I say I look forward to seeing him, like just get better in the ECHL in the AHL, and then come up finally come up to. Detroit. Well, that's like their. Detroit's recent goaltender acquisition in Sebastian Cosa. Yeah. Is, uh, there was a stat that I sent that in the last, like, seven games or something seven like that. 7-0. Yeah, he's 7-0 and in his last seven games. Mm-hmm. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say, like, two or three of those were shutouts. Wow. Like, yeah, he is ridiculously freaking impressive. If I, if I have to say it, Lombardi, like, I think at the very worst, once he gets to, like, once he's able to go up to Detroit, at the very worst, he might be a 13th forward for Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Cosa, 7-0-0. Uh, 
In the last seven starts since February 8th, he has a uh, .86 goals against average, a .969 save percentage, and three shutouts. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Uh, Kosa has allowed one goal or fewer in this in each of his last six starts. He's tied with John Letheman for ECHL lead with four shutouts wow. Wow. in his last seven starts. That's crazy. Like, the kid is freaking unreal. And then the last, and then, of course, the last two things um, from tonight, um, Porter Martone of, sub, of the Sudbury Wolves gets his first career hat-trick versus Kingston, and then Dimitri Cousman of the Funk Fibers with his 45th assist. He has the most assists in a single season for the Flood Firebirds versus Erie. And I do want to shout out to the Flood Firebirds for. Um, oh, yeah, because. So, well, there's, there should be a backstory here. Yeah. So, uh, Friday, the. They came in early. Yeah, they came in early. They came in Friday, the 10th, March t the 10th, because there was supposed to be a snowstorm that hit. You know, Erie, Pennsylvania. Which it's, it did. And yeah, it did. I mean, it wasn't no, nothing nearly as what we're eating. Well, it was what, eight inches in like well, couple, and they like were so, Yeah, they were no, calling. So it was just slick and spots. So yeah, that. they were calling for Erie, at least Erie, they're calling anywhere between eight to 12. Yeah. And everything past 90, they were calling from 10 to 14. Yeah. A anyway, they came in early. They, they spent the night in the area. It's like, okay, whatever. They, they could do whatever they want. Well, I, I think they were. They were right on Interchange Road. Yeah, they. So right outside of the Moe's, that's like they right, right there. Up, yeah, they were right yeah. outside of the Moe's. Where I live. And there was something like. Right. There, there's a lady who was off to the side of the road stuck because, you know, inter, like. It's, it gets it, pretty it, bad there. It, interchange, yeah, interchange can be pretty, pretty awful yeah, when it comes bad. to it. And, like, this, this, this older lady was off on the side of the road because she got stuck. And. Now, a good majority, if not all, of the Firebirds got out of, got, they just parked their bus, they got up, and they got behind the city's car and pushed until she was able to get back on the road and get away safely. Yeah. I That's... Do wanna, so... That yeah. was kind of cool to see. Very wholesome moment there. Yeah. Uh, especially being especially young kids, like, like, hey, they're doing something, like, incredible for the community, regardless if it's in their community or a team. They're obviously and coming to... As much as I don't like them on the ice, I know off the ice they have, you know, very good intentions and, you know, they were obviously raised right. the, the, the right way, the, the, right the way. correct we way. Get, listen, 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 listen. Us as Erie fans, of course, we're going to give them shit. We give anybody that we go against shit. It's what we do. It's not like uh, we're, we're no... <coughs> Excuse me. We're, we're, we're going to give anybody shit who plays against our favorite teams, regardless of who whether it's the Otters, whether it's the Penguins, whether it's Detroit. Like, we're going to give anybody shit who plays but our team. But the fact that they took time out of their night to do that in a town that is fairly far away from their hometown, <coughs> listen, I've got to give my hat off to them. Like, that's... Yeah, as, as obnoxious as Erie Famous may come off, it's, like, you know, it's not like we're known as the, the loudest barn in the league. But... but well, you know, you know we, we, we got to give respect where respect, respect is due, and that, that's a very wholesome and very uh, very amazing moment to see. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was sure. talking to another one of our season ticket holders, uh, Jacob, and he was like, you know, we might be obnoxious, we might be douchebags at times, but we try and have fun when it comes to th this stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll reach out and help hands to another fellow human being, and that's what, you know, the Firebirds team did with that on Friday night. So. I'll give, in like, just for a fact, like, 
Plant Firebirds, like they fans, they, they, I've talked to a couple of them in the past, like they and like they're, coming. They're, they're, like they're coming. fairly respectful. They like, like I would, They actually like coming to Erie, like because just they, how not only because we're competitive, like our fan base, but like, but we also have a lot of respect for them because we all, a lot of fans go up the. Well, and you can say the same thing about Saginaw too. Like some, like Saginaw's fans, like even foot and Saginaw or a hop skipping to jump away from each other. You know. Yeah. Well, how far is Saginaw? Or they're about six hours from. Okay. I was saying how how far is Detroit away from us? Because that's practically almost where. I thought Detroit was like seven. I don't remember. Detroit's like six. Okay. It's about six from us. And obviously Flint's right outside with you know mm-hmm. Saginaw not too far away. Yeah, so. Winds, okay. and then Windsor right across the lake from from Detroit. Mm. So. Oh really? Yeah, Wait. Windsor's like like a twenty minute drive from Detroit. Oh no wow. shit! Yeah. It's I like didn't right know that. there. Yeah. With, with the exception of London fans, because you know, fuck London. But <laughs> I do want to go to a night to get one of these. Uh, that would be kind it's of fun. a bucketless arena. I don't. It's a nice arena. It is. It's a beautiful arena. It is. Don't get me wrong. It's just you know their franchise and their fan base. Yeah. yeah. I've dealt with a couple of London fans at home games here, and I I haven't really ran into one where it's just like, oh yeah, I want to kick well, that person in the fucking chest. Honestly, because they, they just act all tough on Twitter, and then you see them in person, and they're like, oh hi. I mean, all the honest. <laughs> well, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I went to one of the London games, and I was on crutches, and we were there was a few London fans that were behind us in our row, and they were like. They looked at me and they saw I was a few rows younger, like, hey man, you need help getting down the stairs. And I'm like, that was right when one of you guys came up the stairs. I'm like, no, I'll be okay. One of those guys are coming and I was holding the railing. And I remember someone grabbing the back of my shoulder. And I'm like, who the hell's back? And I looked behind, it was one of the London fans. He's like, hey, I know we're rivals. I want to make sure you get down the stairs okay. He's like, just because we're rivals. He was probably fighting his intrusive thoughts well, if I'm pushing your like, ass down. He's like, just because we're rivals <laughs> doesn't mean I can't help you down do the do stairs. It? And I was like, oh, okay. And I sat down. He goes, if you need anything throughout the night, let me know. He's like, give me 20 bucks. I'll grab you something and all that. And I was like, that works. I appreciate it. Thank you. You, you know, I, I on top of that, there's there's one London fan that I remember for one of the games we went to. Uh, Kyle, he looked pretty similar to you. He had a white Mitch Marner jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, he's kind of a dude. Why, why was I actually intrigued by that story at first? <laughs> and believe it or not, he actually has a license plate on the front of his car that says London's number one fan. I love, and then on the back of his window, I, I love, love London. Yep. <laughs> we've, we've peeled that sticker many times, but he's just that true fan who sticks it back on the day after. Yeah, he goes and on. He, he probably has like ten of them in his house off Amazon. Just okay, I know they're gonna peel it off, so I gotta get ready. If, if one of you motherfuckers ever puts his London sticker on my car, I'm kissing a tree doing 120 miles an hour. I mean, shit. All right, Ethan, that's you know, if your fucking car can get <laughs> up to 120. <laughs> hey, Ethan, wanna buy a sticker with me? A couple stickers. Let's go. I got you guys. Let's, Let's go. Down. Let's go. I can't. Let's go. So four of us versus Kyle. That works. Again, once again, shout out to the Flint Firebirds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that is all of the OHL news we have this week. All right, moving on to NHL news. Not a whole lot this week, very similar to Jeffy's OHL. Uh, as of last week, when he got his first point this week, he got his first goal. London Knights alumni Luke Avengestela of the Nashville Predators got his first career goal against the Vancouver Canucks. I think the Vancouver Canucks are like the Niagara Ice Dogs. Like, all these milestones and first goals seem to be happening against Vancouver. <laughs> exactly. Vancouver is nothing less than dog shit this year. I mean, so. 
I mean, now, <laughs> at this point, they're trying. They're like, we need, we need to lose so we can get Connor Bedard at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. But um, mostly because there's not a whole lot of news. What's your guys' opinion on that? Uh, Tony D'Angelo spear on Corey Perry. I know. I you, didn't even see it. It was pretty, a pretty dirty. It was pretty dirty hit. Was yeah. it? Cheap shot. Yeah. Took, took a cheap shot, pretty much right up, up, uppercut between the legs. As pretty much, much, as much as I, he did. I know he, he did get a two game suspension. Two game suspension. Yeah. I don't know it, how much this. I don't know if he got fined. For I think it. it was the league minimum fine. Hold on, hold on. I'm I knew it was at up. least a two game minimal. I'm it, surprised the stick didn't go in Corey Perry. I um. What you know? I as much as I don't like Corey Perry, or the like, it it was a. He, he I know he's one that like almost all of you guys hate. I've never had a problem with Corey Perry. Neither have I. Mm-hmm. I've never really had an issue with him. I know. I don't, It's these these I, two most of that aren't a huge fan. Yeah, but like immediately, like he, I think the problem was like he. Perry did nothing. Like DeAndre just came up to him and just did it. Like yeah. so, so in that part, I, I'm on Perry. So I thought I remember seeing it being an uppercut between the legs. Oh, it was like was pretty it? much it was a scrum like. Yeah. And then he just came up to Perry just and just, just speared him. And then pretty much then D'Angelo just got jumped by. Oh, rightfully so. Like. For a good oh, no, no shit, he got jumped. Well, like there, got, it looked like there was a bit of a, a scrum. It looked like there was a bit of a scrum in front of the net, and you know Perry was in there, and you know everyone and their fucking mother was in there, and. and yeah. I mean, we obviously don't know if something was said from Corey Perry. See, but. that's the thing. Like, there could have been some a hit or a Perry might have said something. Before that, that incident, everything occurred. Right, but the fact that that was so blatant. It, yeah, that's like, like that was a, like he went. Well, it was he like tar- was going up to target him and just went. It, yeah, it was after like the he, whistle he, was blown. He blood knew and exactly everything. what he was. He doing. knew exactly what he was doing. So I think what he was doing exactly who he wanted to go for. Well, here's my question to you guys: Should it be more than a two gamer? No, I, I think a two-gamer is fair. Two I think he should have been fined a lot more. I think he should have been a little, bit, a little bit of a well, wealthy How much fine. was he fined? I didn't catch that. Part. League minimum. I think it was just the league minimum, yeah. I would personally, for something like that, rather see him sit for more games than be fined more. No, fuck that. He's making enough money. He well, knew exactly what point. he was. They he make was it, well, that's just the point. They make enough money to where they get fined X amount, and they're like, oh, fuck it, here's my wallet. But at the same time, if you make him sit and face consequences, it's like, oh shit, I'm out for five games instead of two because I, mean, I hit actually a, got a point because there. I, I had a dude in the you know when you when even, you put even, it that even way when he yeah. makes you know a, I don't know how much D'Angelo makes I think he's a multi million maybe two three well, million and that's like every sport like let's look like, back for so like forty thousand dollars is chump change to him exactly uh, that's so a let, lot of money to to us but. yeah so let's say it's. Oh, ten dollars is a lot for me. Let's say okay. <laughs> let's say league minimum is Tony. Oh. Tony D'Angelo is signed to a two-year, ten million dollar contract. Two or ten? Wow. So Jesus. okay. For an, exam- okay. for an example. Okay. For an example. Let's say this league minimum is like. Let's say this league minimum is like the four or five grand. I think it. I think the minimum is it five. Is something around it five. Is, it's five. Grand. So if you were an NHL player. Would you rather be fined that five grand and only, or only sit and sit out for two games, or would you rather sit out for 
six games and pay no penalty. It's like, think about it. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. But again, at that point, like money is not really a worry. That's my to point exactly. Like I'd make him sit and lose his fucking paycheck. It's honestly Let's a very valid argument, there, I, Bubba. Yeah. I kind of do agree with Bubba. I, I would much rather let what, him sit in, the, sit in the box and let him let his paycheck go away. When you when you word it that way, yes, I I can't help but agree with you. Yes, I mean, the, he still gets the minimum, but I do think suspend him more games. That's like every professional sport. Let's look at how many football concussions are due to spearing, and they're like, oh yeah, here's you know, pay ten grand and you're out the next week. Like, dude, let him sit for four weeks. He ain't getting a paycheck. I'm sorry. Let me time out. Let's rewind a little bit. Football concussions due to spearing. Or not spearing, but you I know say what let's you let's, know what I let's think about this for a sec, I'm, I'm bro. I'm so happy Ethan was the, uh, the other one. Who I, I was just gonna try to let it blow over. I miss <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. I mean, but, uh, y- y'all know where I was going with it. No. Uh, for the first time in his career, uh, I'm sorry, not for the sixth time in his career, Jason Zucker has hit and surpassed the 20 goal mark for the Penguins. The first, I believe, it's the first time with the Penguins. With eight goals in his last ten games, which I think he made change that to nine and eleven uh, the other night against was it the Flyers game? Was it just today? Yeah, that was today. That was today. Yeah. Uh, only four of only four players in the NHL have more goals than Jason Zucker currently in this in that span. Wow. Let me guess. One of them is Connor. That'd be my guess. Probably Connor. Probably Pasternak would be my other guess. I would yeah. go Connor um, Leon. Pasta and McAvoy. I don't know. I can't think of a fourth name. Uh, Sidney Crosby jumped into ninth place for most career games with three or more points at 169 times. He has Attaboy done this. Uh, nice. Just now, uh, just one time. If he does it one more time, he'll pass Paul Coffey at eight, and then Steve Zerman. Zerman, wow. Steve Heiserman. Uh, <laughs> Mar- Mark Messier, Phil Esposito. Yammer Yager, Marcel Dion, Mario Lemieux, and of course, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. And he still owns the Philadelphia. He proved earlier on this afternoon that Sidney Crosby, after 18 years, still does, in fact, own the Philadelphia Flyers. Thank you very much. Mic drop. Uh, another milestone, Marcus Pedersen of the Pittsburgh Penguins got his 100th career point. How long has Pedersen been in the league? Hold on. Five years now? Remember, he's he's never really cracked second-line, third-line defenseman. He's only oh, been he's sitting, like, sitting behind my, players like Dumoulin, Latang. My, my, my first question is, how long has he been in the league? Uh, he was drafted by Anaheim, second round, 38th overall, uh, 2014. So uh, made his NHL but he didn't make his NHL debut until February of 2018. Okay. Okay. Because okay. okay. I was going to say, cause he, if he's been in the league since 14, like... And he didn't really become just... a, a solid, consistent 82-game player until, I think, the 1920 season. He's also only 26. Well, regardless of the age, regardless of the team, if like if you've been playing since 2014, like, aka the draft year, and you're just finally now getting to 100 points, like... Ugh. But and he, know, he's now, never now, been known as a point scorer for us. He's just been that defen- defenseman. Even if he's not that goal getter per se, like even if he's you know the apple getter, the apple picker, then that's that's fine. But like, 
now saying that, that the 1920 season was the first you know, 82 game season, you know, or 82, yeah, 82 yeah. game season. I, I thought that's it. I said 82 goal <laughs> season. I was like, I. Uh, this, next, this next one's for Ethan, your boy, EK65, Eric Carlson. Got his career high, 83 points and counting still. So he's he he could break 100. He might. And wasn't he on the, also on the trading block this year? He was. He, he was. Somehow did not get moved. Surprisingly. Well, I do, but th- that... I do think, though, since he was not um, moved at the deadline, he will... He's be still with San Jose, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He most likely, if he doesn't resign with San Jose, I don't he, see him resigning with San Jose. I, he's going. Uh, he's he's going walking in free agency. Yeah, he is. I, I, I still, without a don't, do not believe that he is out of the realm of possibility for the Iser plan. I don't, I don't, wouldn't surpass. Dude, I'm telling you. Love, let me tell you. Holy fuck! I would love if, him to go to Detroit. Oh, dude, I, I want to be, I want to be next to Ethan when that news drops. If Steve Eiserman manages to pull Eric Carlson, I will shit. I it and it will be a visceral shit. <laughs> See, I can like, well, I can imagine like the five of us at like Permania Bros or something, and all of a sudden chilling in e- somewhere in general. All of a sudden, Ethan's like, "Hey guys, I gotta go to the bathroom." And we check our, <laughs> and we check our phones, and it's the Eiserman plan, and we're like, "Oh my god, he was right." Oh no! At that point, I'd be running around there screaming like a fucking pissed off chimp. <laughs> like I, w- I would be losing if if Eric Carlson. Came to the Motor City, I would genuinely lose my shit. And the fact that he is still not out of the realm of that. But here is another question. Bring a, actually bring a good veteran defenseman. Which is what we need. Which is what we fucking need. Exactly. But here's the thing, though. Let me ask you guys. Excuse me. Who is Stevie Y going to have to get rid of? To be able to afford Eric Carlson. I mean, honestly, like, you guys still got a damn good amount of cap space yeah. left. Yeah. But who knows how much if I he mean, were to got, come to Detroit? You guys just Detroit. dumped a bit of a, a future big contract in Tyler Bertuzzi. You guys just dumped Jacob Verana. This is true. Like, I mean, he's dumping all these soon-to-be big contracts. Something's happened. Something big is happening. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling Something you, something big swear, is to come. I swear to God, if he snipes. Eric Carlson out of free like that's, agency. That's one of the only things that Detroit needs is a good veteran defenseman and consistent goaltending. I think is the only thing you guys are away from. We have good we have the consistent goaltending, in the in the pairing between uh, Nedeljkovic and Vili Huso. Huso's actually been struggling a little bit recently. As of recently, he's yeah, he's been struggling a little bit. But that's still a pretty solid tandem it when is. it comes to goaltending. And then the if, forward, if one of them goes down, you got Helberg that jumps in and does a, pre- a decent job. You got Helberg, and you have Kosa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there are plenty of options that are available, and then, um, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, and I mean, our forward core is fairly solid as well. It's just we need defensemen. That is best, what our team needs for being that that is the only thing that is holding the Red Wings back from being a playoff contending team consistently. I say if you were to look at last year, it was goaltending and defensemen. This year it's It's more just defensemen. Yeah. And real quick before we jump into a commercial break, Evgeny Malkin jumps into sole possession of first place 
for all-time leader in Penguins for penalty minutes. So, at a boy, at a boy, at a boy, G. Let's go, Gino. Finally, one last milestone. Also coming out of Pittsburgh. A lot of them coming out of Pittsburgh this week. Uh, Mike Sullivan got his 400th career win as Penguins head coach. Let's go, Sullivan. Sullivan. Not as Penguins head coach because there are a couple ties in there and you can't tie. Period. Oh, well, fair. All right, everybody. This week's main topic is. Something we have done, I think, in both season one and season two so far. Uh, we're going to do our like, early awards predictions. Like who we think each individual player, each individual team deserves what award. So, easily to start off, I think, is the Hart Memorial Trophy. Which is the MVP award for the most, obviously, most valuable player. Or the league's most valuable player. Uh, last year's winner was none other than Ron Jeremy, Austin Matthews himself. That's Ron Jeremy from Wish, bro. <laughs> um. But who I think I think there's only a couple big names out there that are kind of obvious. With the way he's played this season, David Pasternak I think is yes. up there. Yeah, that's if not, if, I, I think it, obviously the one is Connor McDavid is the other one that's pretty obvious. If there's anybody that I think might have an edge over McDavid, I'd say maybe somebody like Tage Thompson. I also had Tage Thompson he, as a possibility. He's had a, break, yeah. he's had a breakout year this year. I, I, been insane I, this I year. think with Trio and Buffalo, the Tage Thompson. 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 Yeah, Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, and Jeff Skinner. Which I was rocking Tuck's jersey from Vegas. You but are, yeah. I, I, mean, I got too freaking hot down here. I'll be totally honest. I had Crow Caprizov. Okay. That's not, that's not completely out of it. I, I mean, he, with Minnesota, you know, Minnesota was never really a big playoff contender or a big team until Kare, uh, Kaprizov got there. He's kind of turning into that yeah. Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin and taking control and running I mean, it his way. I mean, that's a, Sidney Crosby, call me bias. That's another name you really can't keep out of the conversation he, he of was, the heart. He with, especially with his age. With a team that has been struggling like the Penguins of the past this last two months, it seems like. Well, and I think, and he is still consistently, he is still a point per game player at his age. I think he still deserves to at least be in the conversation of that. Oh, he and deserves to be in the conversation of it, but I think, and call me dumb for saying this, but I think, You're dumb. okay, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's dumb. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't keep Crosby out of the conversation for the heart, but if I'm if anything, I think they may look at somebody younger. Like again, like I said, Tage Thompson. Yeah. You know, because he's been putting up ridiculous for it again a, me- a mediocre let's call it team with Buffalo. Let's he's, call it team. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're no. I mean, it's not like they're all you know, also in playoff contention for that second and final wild card spot yeah, in the East, which is crazy that they are. Yeah, I mean, there are five five teams in competition for that second wild card spot, with Buffalo being one of them. Yeah, and you know, Tate, Tate, I know my favorite word on here is stud, but that's what Tage Thompson is. is he's an absolute he's stud. He's a beauty. I wasn't the biggest fan of him in his early days, like his rookie year last season, but he's he's clean. He because he was kind of a dirty. Or dirty guy last season, but he's he's cleaned up his I act. I say he's really impressive. And he's 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 been insane this year. Just in he the really games is. I've watched for Buffalo and the games I've attended, like Tage Thompson has really, really done from, from really well. compared to last year, dude. He is really improved, and it's it's insane his improvement mm-hmm. from yeah. last year to this season. He um, did, I was gonna say he was definitely my fourth pick. So I, I did well two or three depending on the uh, 
depending on Same the trophy. Yeah. So he was to, like Thompson was drafted for my fourth pick, like in there, but not really a hundred percent in there. I didn't obviously not not uh, surprising anybody. McDavid, Matthews returning to you know compete for that trophy, and then you know Sid, not the kid. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I I know we're kind of jumping all around with this one. Um, obviously McDavid is obviously one we all kind of all agree on. Um, another one who's been really doing great this year, Jacob Robertson. He, Jason, Robertson. Jason yeah. Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can see that. He's been doing. So I, I think it all depends on his, how is this his each rookie player's, year or no? This is like his second. Second or third. Second. 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 I think third. it all depends on how far each of these players' respective teams go in the playoffs. And how well or how much can they contribute to their respective teams right. in said playoff run? Because they, you know, if McDavid only, if oh not McDavid, if Matthews, you know, goes up for twenty points in the first round, but Toronto, now not surprising, can't get out of the first round like they always can't. You know, it, it's gonna say something versus McDavid's, you know, ten points, but you know, if the Oilers make it all the way to the conference finals <coughs> in the West, you yeah. know. And then another one I said was obviously Tate Thompson, as a lot of us have mentioned, and then on, my honorable mentions were Nikita Kucherov and Sidney Crosby. Well. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about Kucherov. Kucherov neither did I. Uh, the Colder is next. Obviously, we all know it's the rookie of the year. Uh, there's only two names that like really stick out to me this season, and then one that's kind of, I, I can see him having a chance at it. The two that I think are the biggest contenders are Andre Kuzmenko from the Vancouver Canucks and Logan Thompson, goaltender yep. for the Vegas Golden Knights. I have Logan Thompson I mean, in the Knights as well. I actually so, only had three for this one. Um, there were two that I was bouncing around. Uh, and, and they, you guys might call me crazy for this one. You're but crazy. I, I also said somebody like Matty Beneers. Okay. That, yeah. that was my no, one that I, I said might have a chance. Yeah, Matty Beneers or even somebody like Shane Pinto. Who? Him, yeah, he's, he's oh, pissed. In all seriousness, who? That's, I, asked, I was going to say the same thing. Who's I'm, he I'm not for? trying to joke around. Like, I don't even know who no. he is. Shane Pinto, I want to say, is for Carolina. Uh, I can look real quick. Is it S-H-A-N-E? Hold on, I got it. But no, the only I, reason I am iffy on saying Kuzmenko is I'm not sure because he's Ottawa. 27, Ottawa. so Ottawa. I'm not sure if he still qualifies as a rookie at being age 27. Well, how many games played does he have? Because as this is his first season in the NHL. So okay. yeah, he's a rookie, regardless of whether you're 18 or if you're 40. Well, if it's your okay. first season in the NHL, I, I, was, I know I know there's a cutoff I, to be considered a rookie. Well, I, I just wasn't I, sure what it was. I think if you only play, I, I forget the games played in your first season. I think, or it's, first, a, I think it's 25 for your first season. So if you're under 25 in the first season, you're still taking, considered a rookie in the second season. Because okay. technically, remember, I remember Matt Murray, when he won the cup in 16, he still won the cup in 17 as a as rookie, rookie goaltender. So he had two, so, two, two cups as a, goal, as a rookie goaltender, yeah. Like, like for myself, P.O. Joseph was one of my nominations. I don't want to mention, but okay. he didn't have 25 games played last year. So it's kind of like redshirting in college. It's one of those things where you can only play X amount of games when you're like a senior or a freshman. You redshirt that year, and you say, okay, right. I'm going to go an extra year of school, but I'm a redshirt freshman, so I'm kind of hidden behind the lines. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, he, Ethan took my other one that I said that I think has a chance as Matty Beneers. Is it, I, did, I did mention him. I didn't. I was going my my third player outside of you know Matthew Beneers is Mason McTavish from Anaheim. Yeah. 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 I can see that. He's been right now. Andre Kuzmenko has sixty three games played. Yeah. He has what thirty two goals? I think I saw thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Th uh, thirty goals. 
Uh, 27 assists, giving him 57 points yeah, for the season. That's pretty and good. For, and I kind of want to bounce off of what Colin said, like, before I mention mine. Um, going back to his mention of Mason McTavish, like, from what he accomplished in Hamilton with the Bulldog, like, and now coming up to um, um, Anaheim, he's been, like, really... He's been, con he's been consistent. Not, not, really, not really, you know, the points getter that he was in Hamilton, but, like, he, he's I mean, still... Anaheim, he's getting, Anaheim isn't getting points. Well, we, regardless of, you know, what team he plays for, he, he still has the consistent play. Maybe not, you know, seeing the same results, but he still has the consistent, you know... You know at night in and night out, he has that, you know, easy level... Like, not the easy level, the NHL-level play that... You know, anybody needs to so stay in this league. If I had to give an ultimate final prediction, I think it's going to Logan Thompson. I do. I do too. Um, but yeah, I did say Logan Thompson, like what for me would be the winner for the Calder. But I did also mention Matty Beniers. But I did also didn't brought up of Owen Powers, like from Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, obviously last year he stayed back in Michigan. I think he played, like, three games. He played a very minimal amount of games last year. Yeah. Oh, really? Because he, he decided he was going to stay with um, Michigan, finish, like, finish up there, and then when he was ready he was going to come up to Buffalo. Yeah. And this year he's really has shown, like, yeah, like he's, like, ready for NHL level. Yeah. And – like I said earlier, Buffalo's been one of the more exciting teams this year. Yeah. I've enjoyed watching Buffalo this year. But who did you say for the caller? I had Logan Thompson. You said Logan Thompson? Yep. Yeah. With how he's played, I don't think there's much room for, yeah. for that. Moving yep. on to the Vesna, which is the best goaltender in the league. I think I did not put Thompson for this one, but there is a good chance he could end up winning both. But I, the one that obviously stands out with, how he's been playing this year, man. Lance Absolutely Allmark. ridiculous. Yeah, Alanis yeah. Allmark. I don't. I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee you, he's gonna be most likely. I, I also said don't, don't don't leave out players like Ilya Sorokin or Igor Shosturkin. I have very, someone totally. Ilya Sorokin, very underrated. Very yeah. highly underrated. I was watching him live against when we got to go watch him in Buffalo. Yeah. Was, oh really? Yeah. Was he? He's, uh, he's okay, the, he was the reason why it was not a high scoring game. I'll be. He was the reason why. Yeah, I've. I've always had an appreciation for Ilya Sorokin. I, I mean, he's, he is a fantastic, but like you said, the other big name, who's another one of my favorite goaltenders, is Igor Shosturkin. Yeah. And, but another name that I don't think could necessarily be left out is somebody like Jake Odinger. That's who I yeah. said. That's who I, That's I put who Jake Odinger. But mo most fans would be like, don't, don't leave a Vassie, you know, because, you know, Vassie's not, not having a good year, though. He's not. All together, he's, he's not really... But either way, it's it's a popular the, contest. With the most the most numbers that he has put up in past years, he's still having a phenomenal year. Yeah. But just with as good as he has been in years past, this it makes it look like he's not having a good year. Yeah. He's still again, having a good year. Again, again, it's just a popular contest, which just comes down to three goaltenders: goal Igor, Vassie, and Sorokin. Really, is what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, and then at, this point, a... at this point, the NHL might as well say, "Fuck the rest of the goaltenders. Let's go with these three. And well, here's right a... now is. With this season, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. With Andre Vasilevsky, he's got 49 games played, 29 wins, 16 losses, four overtime. He has a 2.69 goals against average yeah, nice. with a .914. See, that's still insane stats. Still, yeah. 
He's still with, with years past, it just makes it look like he's not having a good. Just season. compared to his past seasons, like this is probably like his worst of like his of past the past season. like three or four years. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I think it, ultimately I think it's going to Linus Allmark. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how young Jake Odinger was. Like Holy, 24? he's twenty four. Yeah. 24, yeah. I say, See, that's why I said Odinger because it's one of those things where he is so young and he has so much potential. In this league, where if he can say, like, if he would win this trophy this year, although Dallas, as I believe, is in third place, don't quote me, they're either in third or fourth place. I forget. Which I think he, I think he was a finalist in last year's best. Dallas, Dallas. Dallas is first in the Central, and or, they, and they are third in the West right now. Okay, so he was a big reason so, why. It well, was he seven against Calgary. Exactly. So it's one of those things where last year he came runner up. If he can win it this year. Hey, that's a huge confidence booster for someone that is so young. Honestly, can, look, I honestly don't know how I completely forgot about Jake Ottinger. It's but, one. It's one of those things where you look at someone like that, and you're, you know, that's like, you know, you playing sports. You some, come runner up just but, at know. his age, man. He's. Oh. Dude, I think if he wins it this year, Dallas is going to have a huge turnaround the next few years. So right I can now, see Dallas going even like Stanley Cup playoffs in the next few years. So right now with this season, he is at 27 wins, 9 losses, 10 overtime, uh, 2.4 goals against average, and a .92 save percentage. See what I'm saying? At 24 it's, years old. You, you See know, what the, the, the more you say his age, the more you realize, like, damn, like, most of these guys... He's younger guys, than you. <laughs> most of these up-and-coming guys are, you know... Going off being successful. He's my age. Yeah, being, being successful, you know, in the NHL or being per, per, yeah, pretty successful much. He's, he's the average age of everybody here, yeah. more or less. I say I'm and literally like, five months older than him. When was yeah. he born? What month was he born? December sixteenth of ninety eight. Yeah, I'm August of ninety eight. So. I'm July sixteenth. I'm just a fucking yeah. failure. I get it. Okay, <laughs> stop rubbing it in. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much we all pretty much said another yeah. one. I would. Obviously, I did see Linus Allmark, Andre Vasilevsky, and Jake Oniger, and Ilya Sorokin. The other one I did mention who could be potentially in the contention of the Vesna was Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> Not, he's my least. He, that's why I he's only, having a good year. He is. He's having a real. That's why he's having I, a phenomenal year. That's why I only put him. Just Win- Winnipeg is compared to last year when Winnipeg was Let's a basement see. team. That's why he's I having only, a pretty good year. That's why I only put him as an honorable mention. Right but now, I did want to. I did want to mention at least mention him. Right now, Hellebuck is twenty-seven, twenty, and two, with a two point six three goals against average and a point nine one eight save percentage. Yeah. And the, the wow. record doesn't show, but he's 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 making a lot of saves. He's yeah. he's doing a good job. I mean, he's making me some points of fantasy right now, like some pretty decent points when yeah. it comes to save like saves against. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to deny, it, but like Winnipeg is, I think they've lost like ten of the past twelve right now. Yeah, they're they're on a streak. But see, that's kind of why I put them in. That's why I'm more lean toward Omar Dazzy, yeah. Oniger, and Sorokin as the more contenders yeah. for the Vezina this year. Moving on to James Norris, the defenseman of the year. Uh, only really like two big names come to mind with the year he's having, kind of like a comeback. If, if NHL had a comeback player of the year, this guy would win it, Eric Carlson. Yep. Yes. Yep. He, he's one of them, and I also said Hampus Lindholm from Boston. Yeah. I said someone, again, completely different. I went 
Adam Fox of the Rangers. He was an see, honorable mention for me. See, he's been in the top three recent years, and again, I, I gotta go with the, the popular contest kind of thing. You but know? at the same Kale, time, if Kale McCarr and Adam Fox. But me. I was gonna say, if he's been in that position top three years, you know, McCarr won it last year. Hell, this could be his year. Well, and I was thinking even something like, yeah, I agree with Eric Carlson because, yeah, he's had a hell of a bounce back here. Yeah. But another name that I personally can't leave out is Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, he's had a he's had a pretty good year too as well. That's a, and for me, like another one I would mention other than Carlson McCarr would be, it, as well as Adam Fox was Ramson Dahlin and Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, and I even s- putting Hamilton, but I only, I put him as an honorable mention as well. But like I had to put I put Dahlin over. Him. Another one that I was thinking about maybe adding as an honorable mention would have been even somebody like Roman Yossi. Yeah. yeah. An honorable mention that I had was Drew Doughty as well. I think he's a name you gotta kind of got to include in there yeah. so at some point. Yeah. Either Doughty or McAvoy. One of the two. Yeah. I think the only downfall when it comes to like Doughty is that the case on eight. Well, not age, but like he comes from a subpar team in LA. And I know LA is in the playoff spot. I think they're second in the in the Pacific right now. If I don't, yeah, I believe so. And he, he's kind of been on the downfall when it comes to uh, like, yeah, yes, he's getting older. And I, I know I said you know forget about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's why I only gave him honorable mention and not like a main contender to win the trophy. Yeah. But we're not. So the Art Ross, I think we're all which gonna is the, have the, the same, highest point score I think we're all going to have season. mainly the same answer for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we even need to say this one? Count down from three. Three, three two, two, one. Milan Lucic. He immediately gave me the evil eye. It's not on here, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we all have McJesus it's, for it's, this one. It's McJesus. Like, yeah. there's no, but nobody's going gonna, gonna to come close to him. No. And we'll just get it out of the way as well. The race for shard, it's the same thing. Nobody's going to come close to him. The only one that I think can I have, have a chance is Pasternak. I said Matthews. Uh, I was about to no, say, he's too far back. He's too really? Pasternak okay. is the most goals. Pasta yeah, is I know. He's, he's too far. Okay. Yeah, Matthews is way too far. Unless he goes off for two goals a game for the next 20 games. Yeah, as of right now, McDavid has 54 goals. Pasta has 45. Points-wise, McJesus has 124. Leon's the next closest at... 97. Yeah. Okay. So I was way off. That's my fault. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. roster's no chance anybody's catching up to McDavid. Yes. Yeah. Pasternak might. That is a heavy emphasis on might catch up to him for the race. If Marines. he does, the that's The only huge. way, like, would be, like, for an, a season ending or, like, couple week injury from McDavid. So yeah. Well, McDavid is one of those players where he can play through grit. I mean, we've seen how many times... Minus broken collarbone, but I mean, we, yeah, saw well, that, was, we saw that in his rookie that's season. That's what I was going to say. How many injuries have we seen major injuries? To be honest, injuries? he would have probably won the Calder if... If, if he was play. healthy the whole season. Yeah. yeah. And like, even this, this season, he, so far I think he's only missed one game. What? Yeah, I think he's only missed one Dude, game. Yeah. McDavid's hungry. That's what I've been saying the whole time he's been in the NHL. McDavid's hungry and Dreisaitl's feeding him. Yeah. It's basically a feed the beast scenario. Yeah. You know... That's actually probably one of the most accurate comparisons yep. Bobo's ever said. Same that the the you know new gen version of the two headed monster. Basically, yep. it's you know hit it's every time you know basketball, soccer, football, whatever. Hey, feed me, I'm hungry. What do you do? Feed the puck, feed the ball, bam, shoots and scores every time. Right, moving on to the Frank J. Selke. Two names here that. Who have won multiple and that you really can't keep off are Patrice Bergeron and Sidney yeah. Crosby. Yep, I have the one Patty who. B. 
I think he's been very underrated as an, a defensive forward. Yeah. Thomas Tatar. Tommy Tater. I, I have two names on here. Like, I, I put down four names because, you know, I think they are in comparison. Kyle said two of them in uh, Bergie and Crosby. I put down Ryan O'Reilly, who's been a previous winner yep. in St. Louis. And I also put down Alex Tuck. Mr. Tuckman himself. Matthew checks in. From Buffalo. There's actually. A okay, yeah, yeah. There's actually a couple I mentioned. Obviously, Patrice Bergeron is a given. Um, ones who actually been doing like a lot. I've been blocking a lot this year. Um, Nico Heischer. Yeah. From the Dallas Stars, and then as well as Mitch. Nico Heischer. Yeah. From Sorry. you mean the Devils? Yep. He said Stars at first. Um, from the I don't <laughs> know why I said Stars, but the Devils. Um, and then, uh, as well as Mitch Martin from Toronto. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we said and Thomas Tatar for, for his Stahl. age, he's still insane. He's put up 38 points, 14 goals. He's has a plus 37 this year for his plus minus. Really? Yeah. He, he's been doing very, he's been doing phenomenal defensively. How old is Tatar? 32. 32? Wow. He, he's, he's been very a very I'm underrated just, defensive guy you know, as a forward. you got to understand how happy I am to see him finally doing well, you know, since he left Detroit. Yeah. It's it makes me happy because he was one of my favorites when he was playing in the Motor City. So it it, it makes me happy knowing that one of my favorite players is doing well with another team. And moving on, we got the Lady Bing. Um, I have Alexander Barkov. Said Barkov. Yep. I, I, I said I have a chance of that. I can see Kyle Connor repeating, being being yeah. back to back years. I'll, I'll, this is one where I gave I gave this one to Ryan O'Reilly as a possibility as well. I actually gave it to Anze Kopitar. For Kopitar. This. That was an honorable mention of mine. Je Jeffy named one of my three. Yeah. On there, Ethan, do you have? I would have to agree with Jeff and say Anze Kopitar. The other two that I have on here is Cam Fowler from Anaheim. I I, I thought I've almost put him. I thought yep. about it. And then Zach Prize from the Islanders. Okay. That's, okay. That's yeah. A different one, but yeah. Uh, who we got in this, Kyle? Uh, the Jack Adams Award is for Coach of the Year. I think again, this is one that goes to more of a team thing. A team that goes to the best team in the league, Boston, and Tim Montgomery or Jim Montgomery. Sorry, yeah. Jim um, Montgomery. Or uh, one that I think is a possibility, just with how he's been able to turn his team around in just the second year of their existence. Dave Haxtell for the Seattle Kraken. I did. That's I. I did put them as an honorable name just for the fact that how just, just how. Well, how perfectly it seems he has turned this team around compared to last season. They're what second in their division right now, third in their division. Well, another one that I don't think can. Or, or have they tanked since? Since I bust. third. They're third in their division. Okay. Another one that I personally and I'm I'm gonna let my bias ring on, on sure. this one, huh? What? No, is Derek Lalonde of the Detroit Red Wings. He's the head coach. Yes. Okay. Never would have guessed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, because looking how the dumpster, how much of the dumpster fire that Detroit's been for the last oh I don't know, uh, 14, 14 years. Um, you know, yeah, we're still not quite playoff contend. Well, we're we're decent You're enough. Play we're playoff contenders. We're not cup contenders. And but that's the closest that we've been in. Since 2016, yeah. and 
Because as of last recording, they were current. Were they in were in a playoff spot. They were they were in the number they, four spot. They were yeah, because they were a wild card spot. Like I think with the Caps or the I think Rangers Detroit's what six now. They're seven. Six, they're current. They're, they're uh, seventh place. They're. They're nine points out of a playoff spot. Uh, the second wild card spot, which is held by the Islanders, but Detroit also has three games in hand over the uh, for uh, the. Why did I say Florida? The Islanders. Okay. Um, I put John Cooper of Tampa Bay. I feel like if Tampa Bay previous years a, I would have agreed this previous, year, just not so much. Not I this feel, year. I feel like if Tampa Bay can make a comeback, they're currently sitting third in the divi- third in the. Uh, what am I going to say? Conference. They're currently sitting third in the conference right now. If they can possibly make that comeback and squeak out second, even possibly beat Boston somewhere down in the playoffs. They're nowhere close. They're going to be nowhere close to being Boston. Yeah. Well, hey, miracles happen. No, no, nobody, nobody's close to being Boston. So I have I have three names on here that nobody's mentioned yet. One of them is to no surprise from Carolina, Rod Brindable. I did, I did <laughs> bring him up. Wanted to bring him up was. He's their head coach. Yeah. yeah, he's been the head coach for a couple of years now. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. Holy fuck. The second one is from Vegas, Bruce Cassidy, because you yeah. know with how many injuries Vegas has dealt with throughout this entire season. It's just inc- what impressed me with Vegas for a fact that. Last year, just barely missing the playoffs for the first time in their franchise. And then this, just the last few years, struggling with injuries. And then they're still... Struggling with injuries. And, and don't have a sol- they don't have a solid number one goaltender. Yeah. Realistically, they don't. Yeah. And, there's, and, and they're still a playoff... Co- they're still in as a playoff contender still. That's kind of what's impressing me this year. And my third one, uh, it's a little bit closer to home... From Buffalo, Mr. Don Granada. Really? Okay. Yeah. Look how, you, uh, look uh, how competitive com- they have been this year, Buffalo. Compare the Sabres from the 21-22 season to the Sabres in the 22-23 season. I mean, they're still in the hunts for the the, the, the last playoff spot in the East. They really are. And, like, they aren't, like, theoretically, they on, on paper they're decent, but, like, with how well they're doing, they're competing with teams like the Islanders, the Penguins, the, the Red Wings. The Lightning. The, the, well, not, well, not well, really. They, the, they, they just blew out the Lightning just not that long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Add on to that. It's like they, they're in a spot to potentially clinch the first playoff, like, the last playoff spot in how many years have they missed the playoffs? What is the last time you've seen the Sabres? 2010, I think it is. 2010, 2011. So you're thinking about, you know, 12, 13 years now where Buffalo, like, the Sabres franchise hasn't seen a, a postseason game. So, I mean, like... And that'd, be, without, that'd, without, be, without, that'd be a fun atmosphere to, to k- take a drive down and catch a uh, playoff game in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. And, and with that'd how, be a fun atmosphere. For the fact of how much energy in the two games we went to just this season. Oh, yeah. And with how many, how many head coaches have they gone uh, gone through since the eighteen nineteen season? Yeah, yeah. They, they, I can't even count them on my two hands. How many head coaches? So obviously he's doing something right up in Buffalo. Yeah. He doesn't have the tools yet, but like they're on the same pace as Detroit and the Steve Whiteman. Another one I, no one has mentioned. I kind of want to bring up was Lindy Ruff of the New Jersey Devils. 
I forgot he's the head coach now. Like he, but he, he's doing damn good. But like with the look Devils. at him. Like look at him. They were bottom of the barrel team last <laughs> the last few years. Like, I think you can't keep out John Tortorella of the Philadelphia. And then look at him. Oh. And look at him this year. They're, they're they're second in the Metro right now. Yeah. Second in the toughest division in the whole sport. Like, they've, like, just in general, like, even in the first quarter of the season, they blew everyone out of the water, like, shocking everyone, like, hey, we're... I think think they're a team that I think all five of us here in studio had been placed in, like, the bottom three of their division in our predictions. And then they blew me out of the water, like, with my prediction, like... Like they proved me wrong. Like, hey, that, that's a similar. That's a similar which, reason to why I put Dave Haxtell of Seattle. It's just they, that's why kind I, of I, we're, we're we're here to stay. Like, we're yeah. we're competitive in this thing. Like, we're willing to do whatever it takes to to not only make the playoffs but lift you know Lord Stanley himself. You know, one that we can skip over because we discussed it earlier. The Maurice Richard. That's going to McDavid. There's no yeah. there's no argument for argument there. I would say I had one other one, but I had like I had Austin Matthews for that one. But like we said, yeah. there's no way. Yeah, no way. Catching. Uh, the King Clancy, who goes to the player who shows the best leadership both on and off the ice. I have Mc, I have Ovechkin. I said Ovechkin yeah, as well. I, said I, said I, okay. I thought I was going to be alone. The, the, on this the one. amount of just charity work he has done, yeah. both on the ice during games, off ice, you know. Yeah. Postseason, in between seasons, yeah. he he does so much charity work. No matter yeah. how, regardless of my bias, because I know you don't like Ovi. I, I, I actually like. I do appreciate. Would it surprise me that he has never won it? Yeah. Well, like again, when they're, he's never he's won. never won the Clancy. The only time I don't like Ovi is when they're playing Pittsburgh. Other than that, yeah. I I actually like Ovi. Yeah. Past winners we've seen last year was P.K. Subban. Then we saw Pickerine, Matt Dumba, Jason Zucker, actually. And then Daniel and Henrik Sedin split it in 2018. Nick Foligno, Henrik Sedin won it in 16 as well. Wow. I think this is the year finally Obi's. I, I think this could be the I year say, I know, finally gets it. I say I know P.K. had it at some point because he, he, does a lot, he, does oh, a lot he is an amazing dude. That's why, that's why I like I've always liked P.K. Zubin like, yeah. as a player and off the ice because how much he does. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's the Bill Mastern one right? next, right? Uh, yeah. So it's the, the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and uh, dedication to hockey. Yeah. Um, Me personally... There's a name that immediately comes to mind when I hear that description, and it's Chris Letang. I mean... With th- all the bullshit he's gone through was just that, a year alone. You know, two well, two strokes in eight years. And, and his father passed away this year. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there's not a whole lot of room for argument as far as, like... I mean, who who you think would be able to be a good fit for it? That was the first name that came to mind. Was another one that comes to my mind is Craig Anderson. I know he's dealt he's dealt with yeah. cancer in his family in the past. Yeah. I know his wife was diagnosed with like I think it was stage three. Like it was a pretty wow. yeah, pretty serious pretty shit bad. a couple years ago, and, and, he, and he was like, able to play like through he, that. He and, came and, back and like emotionally, like he played through it. And then, he he, he yeah. ended up winning it that year in 2017. Uh, that, but I think he's he would be deserving of a second one. The one yeah. the one video that I remember specifically was when he was still in Ottawa. And it was Ottawa and Edmonton. 
And he didn't. That's have, the and one he, I he he ended up getting a shutout win, and like it was his. Fr- I think it was his first him. game back after yeah. his wife's Cantal, diagnosis. Like, yeah, Cantal Talbot sta- stayed out. And, and that was the that was the loudest ovation for an opposing goaltender shutout. That they they that that shows what a like that that just shows like a, a lot of. The yeah. all stuff, whether it's you know class acts or just like to this day that video chokes me up. Oh, yeah. It does. Oh, I, to it's to still, this day it's that one of my favorite videos. Be, and the thing is, is if you want to talk about just an overall amazing human being, look at Craig Anderson. Yeah, like that man is a fan, he he is the prime example of what it takes to be a good person in the National mm-hmm. Hockey League. Exactly. And one one final smaller one here: the Jim Gregory GM of the Year Award. Um, I mean, just, I think with how much we have talked about it, I think it's got to go to Steve Eiserman. <laughs> I mean, Ron Hextall. Um, I mean, all the, I mean, Steve Roy is my number one choice. Yeah, I, I went Steve. Really. Yeah. I went Jim Nilford, Dallas. There's mm. been, I can see it. There's been, I have cut multiple. I think it goes to Ron Francis from Seattle. He's my number yeah. three. Actually, like, that, that, I, I could see it. I could see a repeat contender as, for this one as well being Joe Sackick of Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I was my number two is uh, Toronto's New Lamarillo. Okay. I mean, pay, pay up somebody like a Ryan O'Reilly out of all players to add to that that, that you know top six four court. Granted, yeah. again, they're not going to make it past the first round because. You know, yeah, I think I think Stevie Y is going to be able to take it with all the yeah. moves that he has made and how much building he's done in the team. It's. He's by far one of the most entertaining GM. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's a perfect situation for Detroit because yep. he was one of the most legendary captains in franchise history. Yep. And that same legendary captain is now the GM of the team he was a legendary captain for. And he's it, the reason why he has a number retired by Detroit as well. Like, yep. it, it's, it's a perfect situation for Stevie Y. Yep. 100% yep. a perfect situation. I don't know I would... Two I would mention would be Jim Neal of the Dallas Stars, and yeah. as well as Chris Jury of the New York Rangers. Okay. Bringing yeah. in bringing in Tarasenko and now Patrick Kane. Yeah. And I think Danny Briere of the Flyers is a perfect GM. Mm-hmm. Danny Briere is the GM now. Also, oh, that like just happened like what two days ago or yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he, he's now the interim yeah. GM as, of the Flyers. Oh. Oh, wow. All right, so we all know playoffs going to be starting here within the next little over a month. So we're just going to quickly go over, if the playoffs were to start today, what current matchups we'd be looking at, and we're also going to go over who we think could squeak into this, that second wildcard spot or both wildcard spots in both respective conferences. So let's start up in the East. Obviously, first round, it's going to be Boston Bruins are going to be taking that, that first seed, it mm. seems like. Um, the only one that can come close that I could see making a, a big winning streak here at the end is Carolina, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Boston. Um, mm. So okay. as as of right now, they'd be playing the New York Islanders in the first round of the playoffs, and I don't think that that'd be an ass whooping of a lifetime. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be a borderline franchise ending ass whooping right <laughs> there. Bless you. I mean, I mean, anything can happen. We, I mean, Christ, we all saw what happened in the 1920s or the 18-19 season. With the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. The 2018 Bobo, what do you predict if this, you know, this series has happened today? Um, I would honestly, I take Boston in five. 
Wasn't it five? I don't I know Bobo at this point because we all know how accurate Bobo is. Personally, neat the Isles, especially one of their home games, they will fight like a dog. Mm. The Islanders are tough. They will on home, on home, on home ice. They are tough. They will fight tough. like. But so here's the thing: I can see Boston going two and zero, and then going to Long Island. I can see the Islanders winning one, possibly the second one in like a shootout or overtime. Well, mm. shootout wouldn't happen in the playoffs. Or overtime. Yeah. Sorry, Connor. No, I disappoint you a lot. I think the biggest. Anyways, at this point. Anyways, it would Obviously be not. you know, call it. I'm just I don't know. Call it, you know, two-two going back to Boston, and then Boston just takes over. You see, I don't think it'd even be that because given how how good Boston has been playing this season, we know they are obviously a cup contending team. They are, and they are tough as shit but in so the playoffs. Is, so is the, New York on their home soil? Right, that's all fine and dandy, but they don't have nearly the playoff experience or the cup experience that Boston does. Yeah. Meaning, I think it would be a four-game sweep. I, I, I can see it. I, I can see Bobo being right. I can, yeah. I can see them squeaking out one just to avoid that embarrassment of getting swept on home ice. But really, the only person that I personally think would keep them, really would keep them in it would be Ilya Sorokin. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And that. But, but um, having I, that goaltending... The goaltending match of a lifetime between Ilya Sorokin and Linus Olmark. Yeah. yeah. It. It. Let me tell you, that would be a goaltending fucking clinic. Oh yeah, it would. Other matchup we'll be looking at would be looking at Carolina versus Pittsburgh, a good old division rival matchup. Uh, With the way Pittsburgh's playing, Carolina, it's going to be Carolina. I don't. Say, I don't think it'd be a sweep. I would, I would say Carolina. Carolina six. Yeah. I think, I think I think Pittsburgh's playoff experience would give them a couple wins here and there. I I, I would I would agree on saying Carolina in six. Uh, I'm gonna I'll be totally honest. I'm gonna go all out Carolina in seven. You think it'd go to seven? I think it would go I to don't, seven. I don't see it going to seven. I can well bouncing off what Kyle said. Just I'm like shitting on Bubble for anything. He says playoff predictions wise anymore. Just with Pittsburgh's playoff experience alone, they know how to come together. Right, their playoff experience is all fine and dandy, but they have. Fairly young goaltenders, uh, and are that are that consistent. do that do not have. Now, if it were still, if Mark Andre Fleury were still in the pipes for Pittsburgh, oh, hundred percent, yeah, I'd say take it to seven games. But the fact that it's what Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith, the thing, the thing that, that, thing that Jari Jari has a lot more experience than people think. Jari is one of those under. Jari is one of those like the night that, that's it, you, of, We have yet to see a fully healthy Tristan Jari for the playoffs. But he's this still, is the first year we have a chance of seeing that. Okay, but he's still one of those like Batman of goaltending. He kind of sits in the alleyways waiting for shit to go down. Once that shit goes down, he is unstoppable. Yeah, but it's just if, but it's, it's, if he, if he it's, can if find he, that again, is and like, if he can stay healthy. That's 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 all it comes down to is if he can stay healthy no. because if say Pittsburgh makes the playoffs and they're constantly starting to Smith, they're fucked. Yeah. They're fifty shades of fucked. Yeah. But here's the thing, as of recently we saw in the not not the Flyers game, what was the last game on Thursday? The Islanders, Islanders. yeah, yeah. Islanders. We we saw them come back, but they pulled Jarrett had they they fall back into Smith. Same thing with Columbus. I mean, granted, we won the game with Columbus. Casey DeSmith technically got a shutout after he came in in the second period. Yeah. So, I mean, as of recently, Casey DeSmith has been that better option so, for the Steel City. Well, yeah. here's personally what I would do. I would start DeSmith and see how he goes. If he 
gets, you know, if he blows three goals in the first, you know, swap goal. But you, you say this every year. The, the playoffs is not a time to test the waters with goaltenders. No, no, no. That's, that's you better have fucking faith in who you're no, starting in next. Game, game round, uh, game round, yeah. Game one, round one, yes, you might have a little bit of leeway, but the deeper you go into that playoff series, yeah, into round the playoffs, two, round three, there's no those, such thing and, as testing the and water. And they just do it's, not. It's either you better fucking believe in your goaltender or else well, you're out of these playoffs, your season's done, so you better get your fucking golf bags. See on the greens. When I say test that's the, all. When I say test the waters, I mean round one. Just that you know, see how they perform that first game. Maybe two. You still have two other games to play if shit goes downhill. Yeah. Right. You might, that's how to, you, you might be able to get that win you and keep yourself alive. As well. I say that's also how you can atomically screw your team. And the thing is, is with now. Don't get me wrong. I am not dissing Casey DeSmith or Tristan Jari. They are both phenomenal regular season goaltenders. They do not have nearly the playoff experience. Yes, they have guys like Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, who have got several cups under their belts. That's all fine and dandy, but your forward core and your defensive core mean about fuck all if your goaltending sucks ass in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, and that's coming from a Detroit fan. That's coming from somebody who hasn't been to the playoffs since 2016. With, with all due respect to Ethan's point, he, he does have he's a right. point. He's he right. He does have he's a valid right. point. Don't yeah, don't get me wrong at any point, but like, like you no, get, look at look at Pittsburgh's you know four court. They're top six. Yeah, they they can be untouchable. Their top but, six is unfucking believable. But what they really need, what any successful team really needs, is obviously number one solid defense, as for any team, and, and number two second shot. secondary scoring. Their bottom six is shit right now. Yeah. Absolute dog shit. And they like, pardon my French for this. But I'm going to be completely honest. Their bottom six hasn't been as it consistent is. as their top six or out of any team who needs to have a, a good bottom six. It's just no. very jumbled, very inconsistent. How many different players have we seen playing our bottom six so far this year? Fifteen? <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's, it's always changing. Adding Michael Granlund at the trade deadline was a big boost to their bottom six. Or he could possibly bump up the top six if, say, uh, uh, a rookie got hurt or Jason Zucker got hurt because we all know Jason Zucker's you know, injury. Yeah, injury he's, prone. He, he's so injury prone. But, like, he he's not going to be the same grace for Pittsburgh's bottom six. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. One guy can't change five other guys, you know, play a star or whatever. So... It's tough, but like Pittsburgh needs a, bo- a, a better bottom six, and I wish Hextall would have done more or picked up more in the offseason. Better than, you know, re-signing Cappy and uh, uh, dropping him midway through the season. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was, as I a frustrated it. Penguins fan and as a frustrated hockey fan, it's get it. they, they, this is what Pittsburgh needs to do. They're dwindling their time with the magnificent trio they have in Malkin, Crosby, and Otang. Yeah. They're not getting any younger, guys. Yeah. Another playoff matchup we'd see, a repeat of last year, probably a little bit of PTSD for Toronto. I mean, every year in the first round is PTSD for Toronto. Tam- Toronto and Tampa Bay. We'd see this, the exact repeat of it. This would go, uh, once again, it would go to seven. I think, go to go, I think it would go to seven. But, and I'm still going to say it every fucking year until I'm right. Toronto's winning the series. Tampa and seven. <laughs> Tampa and seven. I w- personally, do I want Tampa to win? Yes. But Toronto this year, they had no excuse. To not get past. If they, if they, they, they no excuse. If they lose the series this year, 
then they just need to accept the fact that they fucking blow as a franchise. Like that's the, they also, they they are a like, waste. I of don't a care. I'm going to say it every year until I'm right. Goddamn it, the Toronto's taking. So it you're going to say it till we're on about season 35 of this episode <laughs> of the show. I, as much as like personally on a personal, do I want Tampa, but Toronto, I'm going to. They have no excuse. They have. I'm they. Going, I am going with Toronto this year. Like I normally will go against them, but like. Toronto, they need. This is the year they need. This is the year I. They are getting out of that first round. This is the year that Steve Dangle will need a defib- legit need a defibrillator if they lose in the first round. <laughs> uh, I guess you can make the same argument with, with the next playoff, uh, playoff matchup with between the Devils and the Rangers. Look at the Rangers again. Two big you know, pickups pre deadline. With Tarasenko and now Patty Kane, they, 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 they have no win. excuse to at least, at least win one round. No, they they don't have an excuse to make it all the way. They do not. They have a they're, solid team all around, and even their third line, so their top top twelve, they have a solid four core. Their defense has always been pretty solid. Their goaltending is incredible. Go, like I mean, outside of Igor, I mean, who's their backup? Halak. I think it's Hawk. Yaroslav Hawk. So either way, like they they have a team to go all the way. If they not, like, if they do not, they they just need to accept that they need to go into another like into rebuild See, and, it, and ditch everybody, ditch the plan, whatever. Because they 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 have a solid solid team. I'm, well, who was the who was, who was the matchup? I did I wasn't I had the Rangers and the Devils. Okay, that's what I thought I heard. The Devils are one of those teams where they have literally come from the bottom. Yeah. But they have zero payoff experience. I know. This might be that, hey, wake the fuck up. It's happening. This is the year. This is like that fever dream for the Devils. It's okay. Get your shit together. We're here to play. As of right now, I would say the Rangers would take it in six. I would say the Rangers take it in seven because New Jersey's putting up mm-hmm. a fight. I mean, look, look at the point differential. Would would that would that even if the Rangers won, would that be considered an upset? I don't think so. What's the what are they at right now? So, the Rangers are at ninety two. New York is only at eighty three. For the fact that the Devils have not been in the play, like you mean the Devils? What did I say? At, you said the, you said New York's at ninety two and the Rangers did are at eighty three. <laughs> <laughs> the Devils are at ninety two. The Rangers are at eighty three. But just yeah, playoff experience wise, you gotta go with the Rangers here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still think it's going to seven. So like, honestly, if the Rangers win, I don't, or if the Devils win, that could be that could be considered if, the upset, even though they have the higher point. I would overall say they would be the upset. Yeah, with New Jersey being the home home team, technically, that's not, that's gonna be upset. Yeah. yeah. But as of right now, I'm saying Rangers and six. I'm gonna go Rangers and seven. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say seven as well. I'm gonna say Rangers and seven. I, I want to say six. So say I'm six. Be, okay. okay. So. Moving over to the Western Conference. First place playoff matchup: the leading Vegas Golden Knights would be taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Ooh. That's a that's a pony we haven't seen since what 2018. Yeah. The, con- the conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Um, with, with how Winnipeg has been playing lately, I can see Vegas overtaking them easily. Yeah. Yeah. I say Vegas in like five. This is one five. that I can see being a sweep, four or five games max. Four yeah. or five. Um, it, I'm gonna say. I'm. Bobo's gonna, gonna say Winnipeg in seven. No, I'm gonna it's be gonna o- fucking happen. No, I'm gonna be the automatic. I'm gonna go Vegas, but in six. Because w- going to six again. It's Winnipeg's gonna put up a fight, just like every underdog team. They want to. They're in it to win it. Every underdog team is in it to win it. And when we diss the underdog team, they normally win. I'm but really- here's the thing, though. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, go ahead. Um, 
I'll say what I, I look at it as the fact of the fact that Vegas went all the way to the Cup final in their inaugural season. Which is still incredible. How they still is it. incredible, but I think it's going to lead. I think it also kind of left the, the taste of shit in their mouth of <laughs> we made it to the Cup final in our inaugural season and we fell short. We're not gonna let that Vegas shit happen is again. This year. Yeah, they're hungry. They've been hungry ever since. They're that. gonna they're gonna fight like hell. And yeah. looking at the star-studded team that they have, they're another one that has no excuse to go to the Cup yeah. final Dude, again. Dude, star-studded is the, an understatement. I think the only problem that's holding them back is their goaltending, because like, because they're going back and forth. Like right now, it's obviously with the pickup of Jonathan Quick, and then at Aiden Hill, like he's. Like they've been bounced back. Aiden Hill, from what I've seen, he hasn't been bad. Well, no. Yeah. If you're Vegas, who do you start? Who's your starter? I'd say Quick. Just with his experience. That's what I was going to say. Honestly, it? yeah. Quick. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think you want, you do want to keep the Red Hot goaltender in Logan Thompson with how well he's been doing so far this Once season. He returns from but injury. do you want to go with the Red Hot or do you want to go with the experience? Well, here's the only thing with Logan Thompson. It's being he's on injury, he's going to lose his steam. We see it with every player. Someone's Red Hot, they go on injury, and then they start to lose steam. They he actually to, does have they a They need really to good rebuild game. that steam. Is Thompson injured right now, though? He's hurt. Right? Is Logan Thompson injured? But, but, but if you want to yeah. like, test around with Thompson, you know, you're going to want to make sure, number one, you clinch the playoffs first. And then, like, the last couple games of the season, okay, Thompson, here you go. We don't, like, we're, we're going to make playoffs regardless. Yeah. Let's fuck around now and find out. And then when you get into the, the playoffs. Like, like you yeah. try to find that groove that you, you had before exactly. you got injured. And, and worst comes to worst, if you make quick, you know he has a cup experience. And it's not like you can, you know, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, okay, we have a solid goaltender between the pipes back there. We can go out and we can do our thing. We can put on a show. We can, you know. Show off our star-studded offense. Burn this house and, down, yeah. And, and we know we have somebody back there to kind of bail us out when it comes to, like, when all, all heck break. Well said, Colin. Well and said. And real quick. Very well said. I want to mention with Winnipeg, like, I kind of said this in my early predictions, like, if they do not, if they get knocked out of the playoffs. It's a rebuild time. It's yep. rebuild oh, yeah. It's 100% it's rebuild, rebuild, rebuild time. Winnipeg. Yep. Other matchup. I believe that this, I believe this is another repeat of the first round last year. Dallas and Edmonton. I believe yeah. that happened yeah. last year, if I'm not mistaken. Dallas, or did Dallas play Calgary? Dallas played Calgary. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll just say because Dallas. I knew they played one of the Alberta teams. Yeah, because I thought Dallas beat Calgary last year. It was Calgary. It was in seven. It was in seven. Okay. Yeah. I think it was overtime, too, if I'm overtime. not mistaken. I remember I was watching that game. So I do so, remember that. Yeah, this one, I, th- I think it's going. Honestly, I th- give me Dallas on this one. I'm really? Also, yeah. I'm also going to say Dallas as well. Dude, you can't stop the McDavid and Dry Settle combo. Oh, well, aside from last year, they have not been what well, they have not performed in the playoffs. I know, but it's still one of those. They're, things. they're like the Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. They just don't produce in the playoffs. They just don't. I mean, the, you have you do have a point. Like the de- defense is not that great. Goaltending is very inconsistent. Like, like again, they're they're like I've been saying, they are a good regular season team. They are not a playoff team. The, the, the thing with Dallas is, you know, in the background we have the, well, we have the Dallas-Seattle game currently tied at two. And looking at Dallas and their defense, their biggest thing, and I, I've seen under both these goals, is they've come off of, you know, both their goals have come off of second and third and fourth, you know, fourth chance, like fourth opportunities, fourth shots. Their defense doesn't clear the puck to a safe space, whether it's a corner, whether it's out of the zone, whatever. 
and this is something where our opponents Edmonton offense will take advantage. We'll take advantage. Yep. And we ha when you have people who are named Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, you know, Nugent Hopkins, all of these players on there who will be happy to pick up those easy at the crease crasher yeah. goals. Yeah. I call them gimme goals. They're the gimme goals. So if Dallas, if somebody like Dallas doesn't clean this up, Edmonton has a sure will chance of moving on to the second, the second round. Yeah. If they do clean it up, I gotta go with Dallas. So yeah. as of right now, this series would I have Dallas in six. I have Again, don't don't get me wrong. I, I think I, regardless, I don't know if I can pick a true winner. If I had to, I'd say Dallas. I think this is going to seven. I'm going Edmonton yeah. in seven. I'm saying I, Dallas I, in seven. I have belief in McDavid and Drysaddle this season. I have Edmonton in seven in Edmonton. I yeah, I gotta go with seven, but I'm not gonna pick a winner because it just depends on how Dallas's defense so. performs. Next up, we got the two division matchups with the Minnesota Wild and the Colorado Avalanche. As of right now, Minnesota would be hosting the series. Uh, Colorado in six. Yeah, just because their experience and their their heat. Colorado, uh, but no, key, no. Key, key piece you can't keep out of Minnesota. Who's between the pipes? Okay, fair. But uh, but, I mean, but who who's really on the blue line to help defend the Flower? See, here's my only issue: the Flower hasn't seen a playoff game since how long? It's that's gonna be that's actually a very <laughs> good gonna, point. It's since gonna be 20, 2020 in the bubble with that with Vegas. Exactly. I don't think he played in the bubble with 2021. Vegas. Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Was it twenty one? Yeah. Okay. So Either it's way. been two years since he's seen playoffs. You know, he. I'm not gonna say he would be nervous, but he might be a little rusty. Did Minnesota not make the playoffs last year? No, they made it. I think. I don't Cal think they started the I think, right? I think I think Talbot was the main. Talbot I, guess, I, I think I think, I think Flower started game one and then okay. Talbot started the rest. Yeah. yeah. So he might have that whatever, but he does not have enough gear or oil on his gears to possibly so produce the way he used to. He, he doesn't have enough pollen for the flower. Then, yeah. I'm sorry. I I had to use that I, pun. Yeah. You're, he doesn't have enough pollen. That's perfect. Much. Not mm. enough pollen for the flower. Yeah. That's perfect. I, mean, it's I would. Tough, man. I don't know. I would say, yeah. I would take Colorado, again, based off of experience. Yeah, so they're just on a hot streak. Ever since McKinnon came back, they've been on another yeah. tear. Just like they and were honestly, I think, kind of going off of like what Bobo said, I would say Colorado even in like five. Really? He, even though uh, in the last ten, Minnesota's 8-0-2, oh, and, and the Colorado's 6-3-1. and one. Still, give me call because bouncing off what both these boys said, just the fact of having McKinnon back and the fact that they're on fire. Give me the Avs in six, because Minnesota is its going to be a barn burner. I'm going to give it to the defending champions, the Avs, in six. Yeah. Finally, as of right now, we'd have the LA Kings versus first-time playoff visit to the Seattle Kraken. Ooh. I mean, Seattle honestly surprised me this year. They did. Yeah, they, I mean, they surprised everybody. Yeah. With but, how surprising they were, it's they are starting to build that chemistry like we talked last year. Once they get the chemistry down, they are going to be unfucking stoppable. Excuse my French. That's what, but they, at, that's at what this they've point, gotten too. So at, at this point, I gotta go. You know, whole team chemistry with playoff experience versus you know very little team chemistry with no yeah. playoff experience. Um, I mean, in in the last ten, I think LA is seven two and one on a five game win streak, whereas Seattle is six four and oh, and oh, they just lost. Oh, obviously they're playing right now, so it'll just well, win this game. But um, like, I, I gotta take LA. I gotta take six. 
I yeah, LA. I'd just say, experience wise, I gotta take yeah, LA. I'd say, I, I'm sorry, I'll, this I'll, is definitely definitely gonna be a huge confidence boost for Seattle to act to if they do end up making it. If that that ends up give the, me, doing the thing, give me Seattle in seven. Really, in yeah. seven, give me Seattle down to the wire. I don't give a shit if it goes overtime. Give me Here, Seattle. Here's the thing, LA. If this matchup does go on as planned and LA gets a home ice advantage, LA will pick up games one and two. They're going to drop games three and four in Seattle because Seattle's never seen NHL playoff action ever. Yeah. So that, those, that, that atmosphere, those fans are going to be they're going to be nuts, mad nuts. wild. Yeah. So LA is going to drop <laughs> games three and four to Seattle, and then games five and six, LA is going to pick it right back up, get momentum off of home ice in game five, See, and taking the six. Here's here's the only yeah. way I disagree with that. Again, they're starting to build momentum. That's it's one of those things where it's you know base, it's simple physics. Once that starts rolling, it doesn't stop. You know, equal or uh, it's same or equal force. You know, it's one of those things where yeah, LA might have greater or equal force than them, but they also have a lot of big young guns in there that aren't afraid to snipe from the blue lines. They're not afraid to take those. They're not afraid to get beat up by the goalies. They're in it to win it. They are not afraid to take a hit and score a goal. That's. They literally remind me of a Conor McGregor of an NHL team. They're not afraid to take a hit and keep fucking running. You know, they're going to shove their teeth through the ice and fucking go until they score a goal. I don't give a shit how what, much blood's there. What teeth? They're hockey players. They don't have teeth. I but, mean, like... They are the... Con- that team is the Conor McGregor of the NHL. But... Again, it comes down to strictly fucking experience. Yep. That's... A lot uh, of Players have the playoff experience, though. Right. But they don't have nearly as much as L.A. Or as a like team chemistry experience. I, and I, you know, I, they I, are a brand new team. I, I do not see... I, I personally... I see Seattle pulling a Toronto. I see them being a first-round exit if they make it. I um, mean, I'm gonna say keep the momentum going. You're getting Seattle in seven. Right, but uh, you're not fucking getting it. They do not have any NHL playoff experience. There is a huge difference between regular season hockey and playoff hockey. There is a huge difference in how those games are played. Yeah, the rules might be the same, but the players are going to play differently. I know. This is a brand new team. Who has never even touched the playoffs? In my opinion, they do not have a fucking chance against L.A. Who have several cups under their belt. Who have been to the playoffs countless times as a team. Who really haven't moved a whole lot of players. Yeah, their biggest one was Jonathan Quick getting moved. But Justin a lot Brown of, recently retiring, Jeff Carter coming over to Pittsburgh. But other but than that, other than that it is the same team yep. since the last time that they won the Cup and since the last time that they've gone to the playoffs. It is the same team. They have that chemistry. My only, my only issue is I know they all have that all-same chemistry. My only issue is Kraken have been at the bottom for the last year. And all of a sudden, they jump from eighth to fucking. Third. I'm sorry. You know one, what I mean. One year they're the first year they're bad, the second year they're good. They, and they're gonna have a lot of stuff. They I'm sorry, but like, dude, a lot of teams don't fucking do that. They don't go from the bottom of the barrel to fucking besides Vegas, bottom of the barrel to fucking number three. 
I'm not even going to do that. I'm just not arguing because what are we going to do when he's right again? <laughs> what are we going to do this, when he's right this, again? In this case, I can... If I, I'm, I'm going to be the dick here. In this case, I can almost guarantee you he's wrong. I can almost 100% fucking guarantee it. In, in all honesty, I have to 1,000% back Ethan on this. I know. There's not a fucking snowball's chance in hell. I, I'm, I'm staying impartial on this one. I need to take a walk. I I understand like Bobo's track his like track record when it comes to uh, these playoffs, regardless of whether they're NHL or not. I, I understand that, but this is a time where I'm going to have to go a thousand percent against Bobo, and I'm going to side with Ethan. I, like, may, maybe like ten years down the road, and we're in the same situation, and Seattle actually has you know experience and you know, tenure. Then yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Bobo. But as of right now, as we stand, I think Ethan's correct. I'm also going to side with Ethan on this one. But if lucky, the Seattle, the Kraken will force six. But the key, LA they is won't gonna, win that extra game. But LA is going to win it in five. Mm. But All if, right. if, if like I said, if lucky, they will force six. I'm just staying impartial. We've shit on Bobo in the past. I'm not going to. I'm not going. I don't want to look like an idiot again for shitting on him. And, and that, that's why I said, like, with all due respect to Bobo, like he he's been right. He, he has a solid he, point, he, He's made us look fucking dumbasses in the studio. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like, yes, I'll, I'll give, again. I'll give credit where credit is due. He's made. I look like fucking dumbasses in the studio, but this is the one time where I will put my foot down, both my both both my feet down, and I I gotta back Ethan on this. And I'm not. I, I, I here's the thing. I don't want you to think I'm trying to be a dick. I don't want you to think I'm trying to be an asshole. But like, there's the, the to me that is borderline unrealistic, in the fact of. I mean, like it would be, it would be God's fucking gift for Seattle to even well, go to the playoffs. And here's what I'm gonna bring up. Look at back in the fucking 19. We talked about this in the podcast or group chat. 1980 fucking Winter Olympics. Everybody said, "Oh, USA is not gonna win. USA is not gonna win. Soviets are unstoppable." What happened? World fucking champions. Right. Oh, I'm gonna have a fucking stroke. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm just saying, Seattle in seven. No, no, you are wrong. Uh, okay. This will this will be the one time I will say you are 100 percent wrong. That works for me. I love being. Dead. I think this is the one week. Oh huge. God, I can't believe I was actually getting fucking irritated <laughs> off of that. All right, moving on to our scores predictions of the week. Wrapping up this episode, Monday we had chosen the Washington Capitals versus the LA Kings. LA Kings took that game four to two. Only one not getting a point is Jeffy. He had said that the Capitals would take that one. Everybody else said L.A. Kyle and Bobo were each getting two for getting the goal differential correctly. That was a good game. I watched a lot of that game. That was a great game. It was a pretty good game. A lot of shots on goal, but none of them could just find the pipes for Washington. Wednesday, we had Minnesota versus Winnipeg. Minnesota took that game 4-2. to two. Bobo said exactly 4-2. to two. No. That was me. That's me. Right there. Bobo, Ethan. Oh, I forgot we had fucking numb nuts Damn, on yeah. there. Yeah, Bobo takes three points with that one, being exactly correct. I'll take it. Uh, nobody else came close because everybody else said Winnipeg. On Thursday, we had the LA Kings versus the Colorado Avalanche. Everybody 
Sid Colorado. The winner was L.A. Nobody gets anything on that one. Jesus. And on shut up, Colin. <laughs> and on Saturday we had the Vegas Golden Knights and the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, everybody said Carolina. Final score: four nothing Vegas. Wow. So nobody uh, getting anything. I will take it. I'm at 47. Darn I will it. take it. I said Bobo jumps up to 47. I'm back just in. Just behind a, Kyle at 48. We, we missed and some. Ethan at we missed Sunday's game. That was just a, a for fun one. This one wasn't going to count. Because that's the one that, that uh, Dan had chosen. Yeah. Darn. I Do we want to say it just to... Jeffy falls into last place at 45 points. <laughs> Bobo so, is tied for second. So do we want to say Dan's game just for shit? I mean, for fun, yeah. We had Calgary and Dallas, which was on, what, sun Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. Uh, that final score was... Wait, what was the game on that one? The, uh, and did that you say Bobo takes the lead? No, I'm tired. Oh. I'm, I'm second place. I'm behind Kyle. I'm at 47. What day was that game on? Well, Kyle and I are tied. So I'm tied for. I'm second place. You guys are tied for first. Yeah. What game was it? Calgary and Dallas, but I don't remember where that game was. Uh, when that game was. It says Sunday, but there was that. That was Monday, March. 6th. Was it Monday? Okay, that game ended up being five to four, Calgary. Uh, the only ones that would have gotten a point would have been Kyle and Boba, who both said Calgary. Yeah, we'll pick our new games, and we'll be right back. Okay. All righty. Tuesday, March 14th. The Capitals are going to Madison Square to visit the Rangers. Caps are 32-28-7. Rangers are 37-19-9. Oh, boy. Give me the Rangers 3-1. to one. That's actually a pretty fair. Ethan. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to say give me the blue coats. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit tighter of a game. Give me uh, give me two to one overtime. Who wins? Uh, I said the blue coats. Did you? Okay. I'm also going to say the blue coats. Three to two overtime. You know, we were wrong twice last week. When we had a f- twice, where all four of us were wrong, that makes me want to lean towards Washington just to try to be the oddball out and get sneak away an extra point away from you guys. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm gonna do it. All right, do it. That a boy. I got balls. No, you don't. You know what? I'm going to go big or go home. I'm saying 3 nothing Washington. Wow. Sweeping them. Next. Ethan also mm. had a game on Tuesday, I believe. Yes. I have my Detroit Red Wings going down to Smashville against the Predators. The Red Wings are 29-27-9, and, and the Predators are 31-24-7. and That's going to be another fun one to watch. That's honestly, I mean... Yes and no. Yeah, I I still think it's going to be a road L for the the Red Wings. Uh, Your Red Wings have been on fire lately. So. No, the fuck they have not. No, I haven't. I haven't been paying close attention to. They've been on the complete opposite. I think they're on a four, like five to six game. I say they're streak. on like a six game losing streak wow. right now. Okay, yeah. last I checked, they were on their win streak. So it's been a while since I paid attention. Yeah, they've lost like six of their last eight games. Damn. Okay. Um. So give me, let's add to that fucking L category. 
and uh, give me Nashville. Oh, fuck. This is gonna hurt. Give me Nashville like four one. I think this is the first time in the history of us doing this that you have gone against Detroit. It is. Well, I, I well, know, uh, I know that they've been playing like dog shit for the last couple of weeks. So, Bubba, what are you saying? Um, I'm gonna go against Ethan. I'm gonna take the underdog. Give me Detroit through two overtime. Watch, okay. this is gonna be the one time I bet against Detroit <laughs> and I fucking lose. Actually. I think that did happen before. I had Detroit, you I didn't. S- I swear to God, if that is the case, I'm going to slam my head in a fucking freezer. <laughs> I swear to Don't God. Don't the glasses, that's all I ask. I'm actually going to... I'm going to be very similar to Ethan, but I'm going to say Detroit, 4-1. to one. Really? <laughs> Are you going to make me the odd one? Don't, don't worry, Ethan, I got your back. I'm going Nashville. I'm going Nashville 3-2. to three to two. Overtime. Right. I haven't done overtime in a while. Okay. I was going to make me the are you gonna make me the asshole for going, <laughs> I was going against to my... by now. You already heated enough. On Wednesday we got the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs going to the Scotia Bank. Uh, the Avalanche are thirty six, twenty two and six. The Leafs are forty seventeen and six. Forty seventeen and eight, sorry. Give me Toronto on this one. Um to the, to the demise and sanity of Steve Dangle. Uh, give me 5-3. Jeffy. I'm also going to say Toronto. Give me 4-2. to two. Toronto. Oh, boy. Now that Nate Mack is back, give me Colorado. 4-1. Ooh, Ethan. <sighs> Give, give me Toronto. Give me Toronto three one. And finally, finally, Jeffy on Thursday. What did you pick? Pick All right, Puke. Thursday, yeah. March sixteenth. We have the Dallas Stars visiting the Edmonton Oilers. Dallas is 35, 17, 13. and the Oilers at thirty six twenty three and eight. I'm gonna give it. To the Oilers, um, four three overtime. Okay. Is this my go? Yep. Yeah, I'm the last one. Um, give me, give me Edmonton. Um, I'm going to join Jeffy in the OT status, but I'm going to say 3-2. Actually, no. You know what? Fuck the OT. We're going to go shoot out. Oh. I was thinking the same thing. Bubble, go ahead. What Bubba. do you got? Uh, give me Dallas 4-3 shootout. Also going to shoot out. I'm also, because that was my first thought, and then Ethan stole it, and I was like, fuck. Give me throwing Bobo on the solo train on this one. Give me Edmonton. Uh, give me six to three Edmonton. Give me wow. higher score, higher scoring for Edmonton on this one. Yeah. I mean, Jake Oninger's a hell of a goalie. I don't know if he'll hit six goals then, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it all depends if he starts as well. So. Very true. Yeah. 
Alright, that wraps up yet another pretty long week here. We're wrapping up going on at 1 o'clock in the morning here during recording, so we're about to wrap this up. So, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed this week. Hope you guys enjoy every week. Smash that like button. Smash the follow button here on Spotify. If you're not already following us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, what are you doing? Just just do it already. Go watch our t Tortilla Slap if you haven't watched that yet. It's been out there for three weeks now. Come on, guys. But hope you guys enjoyed. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.